This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Side Hustlers. I'm your host, Carla Marie from iHeartRadio. In this podcast, I talk to people who are following their passion outside of their day job, even some people who have turned that passion into their full-time job. It's been incredible for me hearing everyone's stories, but I also want to know what you think of everyone's story. So you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's at the Carla Marie. Let me know what you think of whatever episode you listen to, or let me know if you have anyone that I should reach out to to get on the podcast. And this week's episode is a little different because we're talking to Craig, who has not one, not two, but three companies. And that first company he started seven years ago while he was still in college. And that company is still going today. So he's got side hustles on side hustles on side hustles. So his story is incredible. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So this week we are going over to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we've got Craig, who I'm just going to describe you as a maniac because the amount of things that you've got going on is a little crazy. So 
Let's go back to before you started your first side hustle, which is crazy to say. You were working at Wells Fargo. And what were you doing there? That was my first what I would consider real job. (laughs) And I had started there when I was 18. Oh, wow. So I was a bank teller. And as uh, any bank teller at any bank probably listening out there, especially larger ones, probably it's a lot of good motivation to find Find, find the next thing. So that's what was subconsciously going on the whole time. But that's where the journey kind of started a little bit before that. But beyond that, that's where it really began and where I really kind of learned about kind of what led me into my first business. But that is where you came up with the idea for Pure Clean, which was your first yep. technical side hustle. So explain Correct. a little bit about what Pure Clean is. Yeah. So when I worked at the bank, I guess, no, just a lot of property managers. And I was young and just always like, hey, yeah, I'll help you out here and there. I learned about property management and facility management from a lot of these people and then realized how disorganized it was <laughs> when I finally went on site. I was just I was just really confused. I was like, wow, you just call all these random subcontract people and they just like come to your place. And it just wasn't very systematized. And I, I didn't think much of it until, I mean, I watched like a lot of like business YouTube videos and all that, that kind <laughs> of crazy. stuff. So, I mean, I was, I was proactively looking for the next thing. I came across this one video that talked about how smart it is to buy a carpet cleaning machine. And what? yeah, just because apparently they, well, the gentleman, I mean, did a great job of selling himself. He kind of basically explained how you can get these contracts going with these carpet cleaning jobs and you know it's pretty low uh overhead with a recession recession proof business and it was just coming out of that like 2008 stuff so it was just like okay it's probably not the worst thing to like start on the side because it's like the worst thing that's going to happen is i'm going to be left with a A carpet carpet cleaning machine (laughs) yeah so it was just like really low low risk so i just kind of just was like okay i'll just talk to these property managers and see if i could get some work with them and i just told them hey We'll do just the work a little bit cheaper than whoever you got. And that's what I've come to realize is like you don't want to tell your customer. But (laughs) they were so honest with me that they were just like, hey, like, yeah, if you do a good job, like whatever. And I just wanted honest feedback if I was good or not. Yeah. What I was doing because I was self-trained and everything. Yeah. So what is the difference then between Pure Clean and these other companies that these businesses were using to clean their place? So I initially started with the carpet cleans and then I it was just like here and there. And then I did stupid stuff like radio when you should not be doing that. Like you were advertising on the radio. I tried. I tried radio advertising, which was cool. Cool, but it was a complete waste of money. The conversion, <laughs> the conversion rate. On radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, for for what was going on for me in the time, like it wasn't tactical, smart. There was no strategy. Like, well, it of just, course, I didn't. I, I didn't myself know. didn't know what to tell them. So, I mean, how are they supposed to help me? I learned a lot about uh, properties, and then realized that getting in long term contracts with uh, primarily banks and offices was much more stable than these like one-off jobs and like trying to create two services a year so i was looking for like the stability aspect that's where the commercial contracts really came into play started you know getting rid of our lowest paying customers and then the other two businesses didn't come about for almost six years so so six or seven six or seven years later so like pure clean 
was literally like 21 to, I mean, it's still going on right now. Which so, is awesome. I mean, so unfortunately, yeah. it's only for people in the Minneapolis area, correct? Correct. But okay. the other two businesses are able to be purchased. Uh, our product is able to be purchased online. So, yeah. yeah, I want to talk about that because when you emailed me, you said, these are my currently owned companies. Like the fact that you could start the email with these are my currently owned companies and you've got more than one is incredible. I mean, there are some people listening to this podcast who are just trying to take that first leap, which you obviously did with Pure Clean. But when did the whole idea of Savasana Epsom Salt come out? Because that is a company that people from anywhere can buy from and learn about you and learn about what you love and support you. Everyone was starting cool companies, I felt like, around me because I was so involved in, like, other people's businesses that were, like, my age. And I was, like, I mean, cleaning is not sexy, but, <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, it was, this, the sexy part is reoccurring contracts, and that's super <laughs> sexy. But the other, beyond that, I was just, like, I think I was just looking to do something more in alignment with, like, really what I love doing. And, like, fitness, health, and wellness is just straight up my alleyway. I've always been involved in sports and have stayed uh, and remained healthy. So when I moved down to Minneapolis from Duluth, I tried an ultra run for the first time. How many miles is that? Technically, I think it's just anything over a marathon, which is 26.2. And at the time, I had never even ran a marathon. I just signed up on ultra sign You are a maniac. <laughs> and went straight, bought a plane ticket to Santa Barbara that night. And that was one of the dumbest choices of my life. Um, I would not recommend doing that to anyone out there because <laughs> there's just a lot of things that I've learned you don't do and are okay to take risks on. That wasn't not. very calcu that wasn't okay. calculated. It wasn't anyways, got involved in the ultra running community and then also was doing yoga sculpt teacher training at the time. And I was asking all these people around me, Hey, what are you using for your blisters and sore muscles? Like just curious. I know like I, my nutrition's pretty dialed in, but what would you use? And they're like, Oh, use Epsom salt. And then I was like, okay, what kind? And then they're like, go to, you know, target, CVS, right. Walgreens, like whatever. Brand. And I was like, okay, well, is there like a best kind or is there like one for like athletes or is there one for like, you know, kind of like sore muscle like stuff like what we're using it for. And you know, there's stuff like out there that I found on Amazon, but no one was really like, no one designed right. a Epsom salt that was like for athletic recovery and all of the content is geared towards athletic recovery. So I ended up dabbling with like buying a couple different Epsom salts and then I was like, oh, this is kind of like a low risk to also thing where I could just experiment and yeah. see uh, what I could find and what what actually makes a better Epsom salt, what makes, you know, something a little bit different. and it's a lot about around the constraints and uh, of the whole manufacturing process and seeing where it comes sure. from. And because how do you how do you figure that out? How do you say, okay, how do I make this Epsom salt better for muscles or blisters? Because obviously prior to this, you had no idea, I had assumed, the science of Epsom salt. No, no. I was just told what I was like I had found and what other people had told me. And I, I mean, I even asked friends that were doctors or nurses and stuff and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like Epsom salt's good. I mean, it wasn't like I had gotten negative feedback from anyone at all. So starting the first business was service based. This is product based. And I'm like, OK, what do I wish I would have done from the beginning yeah, in the first that's thing? Great. And like I was just like, what do I what what can I do that I wish I would have done? 
all my customers will find out is they'll be more and more impressed. And from the product design to the product itself, it was designed specifically with eight ounces because that's the proven amount to show relief with sore muscles. Single use bath packs had not been invented at the time. Oh, wow. Um, we're riding that front wave of uh, single use bath packs. And it's great for athletes on the road, especially uh, pro athletes that leave them in their hockey bags, like the NHL and yeah. stuff. That was uh, the whole idea was like just rip and pour. Don't be so concerned about leaving that five pound bag open next to your bathtub. And then also making the packaging look really like classy. It, it and does. It everything. looks cool. Yeah. And like that was the thing is like I just didn't see a lot of product out there that was like not only looks good, it was good. Well, when I first thought Epsom salt, I literally went back to my childhood and that jankety carton my parents would have in the bathroom. It was like old, like it was like wet from being in the bathroom so it looked weird but when then I looked at your website and I was like oh this looks cool like I want to buy this because it looks cool so kudos to you on that to make you made Epsom salt sexy so good job <laughs> thank you before we get to the next business that you have I do want to talk about how you recently did something to promote Savasana Epsom so talk a little bit about the insane miles that you ran and what you did to kind of and what you did for charity and all of that I needed to really do something. I didn't have the finances to get a pro athlete or a celebrity. Beyond, we had a couple pro hockey players and a couple other things that were positive, but you just really need some momentum to get off the ground on a whole nother level. And I was like, okay, what can I do? Like, And I had uh, read the book Purple Cow by Seth Godin. And it sparked something where I was like, I really need to do something out there to stand out. Because as you know, the fitness community is super crowded. Oh, absolutely. I had already done the, a couple ultras. And I was like, okay, what's like a run I could do? And when I was out in California for a Future of Wellness show last year, uh, Christopher Gavin from the Honest Brand and Brandon Brazier with Vega Protein were like, hey, because I, I asked them, what do they wish they would have done in the beginning? It's a good to question get to ask. Out yeah. the ground. And they were like, we wish we would have hammered out our first geographic region and then expanded. Don't like try to like sell here, there, over here. And you just never create a really strong base. It makes sense. That's why I say farmers markets are awesome because right. you're gonna those are people in the area that'll become fans if they like your stuff. So that was uh, kind of the advice I took in a different way and was like, okay, I could do a very long run and then... I was like, what's like a run that's like really out there? Because there's already like 200 and 300 mile runs. But Which I was like, is bizarre. Yeah. No, it was when I learned about ultras, I was like, people run this far? I was, <laughs> I was so, I was so confused because I'm yeah. not a runner. Like, like people think they're like, you probably were in cross country your whole life. And I was, even if you like flick through my Instagram, you'll see that I was, I was pretty husky. And <laughs> there is, there, there was a transformation that went on during this period. And, I was like, okay, no one had done a run from the top of the state to the bottom of the state uh, of Minnesota. So like starting at the Canadian border what? and running down to Iowa. And, <laughs> no, um, of course no one has done that because that's crazy. No. I mean, I, I couldn't find anywhere online that I, I looked a lot online and there's just no one that I, I mean, there is not a reason to do that unless you were, you know, in the Oregon Trail or something. <laughs> It just uh, one of those things where I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like we could planned on doing it actually in November. Uh, I had been training a lot, training in general, staying in shape. I wasn't sure what run I wanted to do. And then committed myself to training for this 500 mile run. Jeez. And then 
got close and during the training i dropped a dumbbell right above my forehead and got a mild concussion so it's like okay all right so we're gonna have to push this back and then all of a sudden we're into 2019 and then i'm like okay like we have other product shows we want to go to so like how where do we even put this race you know i've been training six months for it yeah and so it came up that i had to i didn't have to but i committed to doing it february which is literally the worst time yeah. I think you can actually do it because in Minnesota at the time it was like negative 30 or 40 degrees that week. I think just around like our starting temp was like negative five without the wind chill. So it was it was a little chilly. I committed to the run and then first week of February, everything went good. And then we had worked with the Epilepsy Foundation actually the previous year. And there wasn't a good thing to like partner with them on or do anything at the time. But I was like, well, hang tight. And I know we're going to do stuff. And then sure enough, this came about and I was like, okay, what a great opportunity because we're going to be in the media to, you know, raise awareness for the Epilepsy Foundation. So we were able to put some stuff together for that and raise a couple thousand dollars for the Epilepsy Foundation, which was awesome. And got to really learn about the community and like, just how there's just not a lot of awareness around epilepsy. So that was awesome and uh, was able to successfully help them out. And then also at the same time, I was, just, I was trying to knock out a couple birds with one stone. So I, I used my bath product or the Epsom salt every single night. The um, I took a bath with my product after the run because the whole point of running this far was to literally walk the talk. Like I was forcing myself to get sore muscles every Mm. single day so that I could use the product to recover. And I'm not saying that this is the only all be all thing, but it is a huge component in like what I've used through my training. It was super fun. And it was a really, I mean, we still have a lot of content that I haven't published on it. We're still reaching out to a lot of the magazines. So, I mean, it's because that just happened in February. I finished at end of February. So, I mean, that's still super fresh. And that was a successful use of my time. It was really scary because you really have to put all your eggs in one basket at some point and commit. And that, that can be nerve wracking on a lot of levels. I didn't know if I was going to get hurt. I didn't know if it was going to pan out. I didn't know if I was going to get zero sales. I didn't know if I was going to get flooded with sales and I'm going to lose, you know, things are going to fall off the the wagon when uh, things are going out of hand, but it all worked out. When you took that bath every night, that's where you documented on Instagram. So you use Instagram live to kind of just keep (sighs) up with this. Yeah. So I used Instagram. um, And if you can imagine waking up early in the morning and then working out basically all day long and then having to write a thoughtful post at nighttime, it's like the last thing you want to do. But I I muscled through it. And then we did live bath talks at (laughs) nine every night, which doing a live bath talk is so dangerous. I (laughs) should have just been, I should have wore a swimsuit or something. We didn't have anything happen, but um, I just was like, wow. It was like, this is really, you know, it's live. So (laughs) whatever happens. Yeah. The social media the way you really get to people? Because I know you did mention that's how these local boutiques were finding you, but is that, you know, doing the run and doing the live Instagram and doing the posts, is that really what brought awareness to Savasana Epsom? Yes and no. I would say that it's uh, it's needed if you have a product that's forward-facing out there. What really is the make or break is do they like you? Do you have a good thing that works? Do you have, do you work around great people? Does it... um, And you have to be speaking to a very specific audience. I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't like the run. 
there was a lot of people that didn't, you know, don't like the product and that's okay. And we're not for, and that's where you just have to really hone in on like, who are you making it for? Who is your thing for? And how do you speak to them? And like, what story is that customer telling themselves? And how can we literally go as far as we can and help them out as much as possible? So as far as like the social media aspect of it's, it's needed. Absolutely. But I mean, for my other commercial cleaning business, I'm so thankful I don't have to do anything for that. So it's like one of those things where that's a, there's pros and cons in different areas. But as far as trust, I mean, people look up your brand, whatever, and they need to see those indicators that, you know, it's something that they can trust and they can buy it for whatever. And you want to be able to just like, not have a reason why they wouldn't want to purchase because they think it's like sketchy or there's something wrong right. with the website or there's something that's really off, which it's really tough to get. I mean, it is because it's like you can have a great website, you could have great Instagram and then your product stinks and it's just that, you know, or all the or vice versa. It's like you have a really great product, which is where you want to start, I, I believe, and focus on having the best product because that'll be your best marketing. And you can allow the other areas to go if you have a great product or service, but don't let them go. But right. But yeah. to check out that great product that you have, it's SavasanaEpsom.com and also yeah. on Instagram as well. So people can see that. You have side hustles to your side hustles. So the latest adventure that you are doing is launching this very month of this podcast post, correct? It's April yeah. 2019. So, yep. April 22nd, Earth Day is the. Pro- first product release for uh, Harmony. Yeah. Okay. So what is Harmony? I had seen a customer that we had not use garbage bags. And I thought it was super interesting, which was cool for uh, plastic bag reduction. Yeah, absolutely. And then I that was the only customer I had seen do that. And then I went out, we got contracts down in the Twin Cities. Same thing was going on a couple of them. During that time, period, it was just kind of a, something in the back of my mind. Didn't think much of it. And then I was at some aerospace convention and there was this like coding I learned about through it's it is nanotechnology and I still am I'm not a scientist, but working amongst these people um, have been able to create this product that nothing can stick to. So we we infuse that in the plastic of the trash cans and then the goal being they don't have to either use a bag or Mainly, we really want to harp on the recycling because you just that's the hugest problem right now is like there's a lot of things that we throw. I mean, there's a significant amount of things that can't be recycled that we are recycling. And it was really crazy to learn about the waste and um, recycling world. And I've worked with a lot of the experts that consult with all of the garbage companies. And man, it was really I, I don't like to use the word depressing, but it was like. It was frustrating to learn what we've been educated on Mm -hmm. and then what is actually real. And like there's no real way for them to like come out and try and spend all this money to educate the public about it because we're educated about this in elementary school or like whatever posters out in public. And that's usually driven by local government or community. And and then when it comes down to that, it's like, okay, who is creating that poster? And do they are they an expert on trash and waste? And, you know, probably sometimes, but probably also not a lot of times. (laughs) And I just, it was just a lot of things where this all came together and we're, we just decided to create this bagless trash can or 
and recycling bin that can be used in the offices that nothing can stick to. So you can throw your Starbucks, granola bars, yogurt, whatever in there. And it just is like the movie Flubber and nothing can stick to it. It's uh, it's the coolest thing, honestly. Like I, It looks fake when you look at it. It just is super cool. And um, I wasn't sure if it would have that much traction, but when I've been in these different business circles and a lot of the, you know, different friends I have that um, people were, were unaware I had even thought of that or worked on that. And I just had that project on the back burner, honestly, for like four years. Oh, wow. I, never done any, I had never done anything with it. And I just, uh, I had all the materials and all the everything and left it in storage, honestly. And then it just really resurfaced a couple of months ago. And I had all this stuff ready to go. And since I knew how to kind of get a thing up and going quick with the people I know now, and it's like, okay, well, I guess we can push this project uh, forward. So where can people go to see what Harmony looks like so that they're listening to this right now and they're like, he's talking about a garbage pail. How, what does it look like? Where can they go to find yeah. Harmony and buy Harmony? So we, I purchased a ton of domain names right now <laughs> and we, I haven't committed to oh my God, that's uh, what... So we got we the site itself is built out and we can switch uh, a couple of things on there, but we're gonna. I still don't okay. know where I'm gonna have to direct some people because we we got pre sales with our current contracts and everything, so oh, we're able to cash flow. Awesome. So we're we're like basically building products for our customers. That's and smart. Like, and that is what the thing is. It's like building a digital product, you could build like, let's call it a membership online, and then you sell them. Once you've built something that's, you know, reoccurring, just like the cleaning contracts, and then now going in and helping them on that next level and introducing a product that honestly makes their company look great, because it's like over time, the bigger the organization, uh, the bigger the impact. And it's super, super fun to see the different ways. It's, I mean, it's not just one positive aspect. You can say that the, you know, it pays for itself over the course of, you know, five years or less because you're not buying a garbage bag. But let's be honest. I mean, they cost pennies on the dollar when you're buying lots of them. Yeah. But Harmony will be, is it only going to be for commercial use or can someone like me just buy it from the website? People will be able to buy them singly, definitely. I'm just starting out with commercial uh, properties and stuff just because we can literally create the biggest impact that way too. Of course, yeah. So you made Epsom salt sexy, you made garbage pails sexy. What's next? (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm I'm good with where I'm at right okay, now. Good. Um, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm jumping at the bit. I mean, I honestly do have. I mean, there's so many things like I have like as far as like ideas and stuff like constantly flowing. But I've done a lot better job about not jumping yeah. from one thing to the next because it also gets super exciting when you have friends doing exciting things and you meet great people. And I mean, that's how good stuff happens too. Is you build a great team. The main thing for me has been like stay within my strengths and do what I know how to do best and just continue to work in those areas. And I've, I mean, you can do one thing and kick butt at it and, you know, just rock that out. You don't need to start a bunch of things. That wasn't the initial plan. Right. Um, that was never like in the deck of cards. Starting a cleaning company was not in my deck of cards back in the day. The opportunity kind of presented itself and you start realizing that you have tons of opportunities around you, but you don't recognize them. I mean, a lot of these people or things um, are around us and yeah, it just things kind of happen, especially when you're working hard and you're doing like your best you can do. I mean, good things happen. Which so. one of your companies are you the most proud of? 
Oh, I, I used to like be pretty hard on myself about the cleaning company. I think just because it was a cleaning company, but like, I just, I love the fact that I would got something going. So I learned all the hard lessons early on of like basically everything you shouldn't do and the positive things of what you should do. So I'm super grateful that I was able to come in because the barriers to entry, as anyone would know, for cleaning, it's like you can have half a brain and turn on a vacuum. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> you can literally, um, but you would be surprised how many people don't know how to vacuum. But uh, either way, uh, that I was super proud that, that I got that going in college and that the fact that that company is still going seven years later, um, the, it was super excited about the Epsom salt because it was the first time I was able to work with pro athletes that actually liked the product. Um, and I wasn't like, please use this and take a picture. <laughs> like, I was just like, I mean, I was like my, cause when I started that second thing, uh, Savasana Epsom, I was just like, the goal here isn't to be the cheapest or the most expensive or whatever. It's, it's to be the best scent free Epsom salt you can buy. And like whatever that means, it uh, whatever it's going to cost when we figure that out, that's what it's going to be. And like if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. But um, it's been super great to see. It's taken a lot more time than I wanted it to, but it catches on in certain areas and things can happen really quick. I oh, mean, yeah. like this last week, I mean, we got a random phone call. Hey, do you want to run uh, NCAA yoga for the final four pregame what? stuff and we're just like absolutely yeah. we want to work with the uh, uh, nba academy <laughs> so um yeah so like stuff like that i mean that wouldn't happen um and that stuff's super fun and you're still you're able to you know help out other people in the fitness community too and bring them and in, be involved um i love that and the trash can um gosh it's so it's super fun because I think I just like – I kind of get a lot of pleasure out of the sciences and the just, I don't know, maybe creation. I don't know. I kind of enjoy seeing some of those things. I don't force anything, but I guess some things come together and, like, cross-disciplinary like cross strengths. Um, and they when they merge together, sometimes good things happen because I'm curious about a lot of things and I'm – guessing that that's kind of how that came about i mean but yeah you're killing it. like one i don't know as far as like one that stands out that i'm super proud of i mean i don't know i'm kind of just happy where i am at life a lot of things coming together right now and i'm just like proud of the people that i work with and everything right now so the question i ask everyone is the favorite app that you have or an app that has saved your butt through i guess in your situation all of your side hustles but the only answer you can't give me is instagram the the most consistent thing I've ever used is probably QuickBooks, but um, that's a good answer. I, you can answer with yeah. QuickBooks. Uh, it's not really an app, um, you know. Obviously, Shopify and like learning about that, but uh, I'll, I've come to understand that I'm less reliant. I will use things that are effective and try to be efficient, but I mean, I talk to my employees all the time, and I try to do what's best for them and what and hear what they want and a lot of people they like using apps and a lot of people aren't phone people and you just as like a leader i have to take a step back and say okay this is the goal this is what needs to be done can we do this with an app or without an app and you know if i can i can and i'm 
I feel like I'm skirting around your question. Of no, my you're good. No, but someone has answered QuickBooks know. before, so you're allowed to answer that with QuickBooks. Yeah, and it's true. Your yeah. company is a lot different, or companies are a lot different than some of the people who have been on this podcast in the past, because you've got a service and you've got two products that are completely different from one another. So you're fine. Your answer is yeah. perfectly fine. If not, it would be 100. percent uh, without a doubt, it would be Audible or AKA the the uh, iBooks because with the company, the pure clean company, you're doing commercial jobs that are on empty properties after everyone's gone. So I took this opportunity to be like, hey, anyone that works with us, you can learn a second language on this job. You could that's uh, awesome. anything anything you're doing with because uh, they're all they're all in college. They're all college athletes. So I'm like, hey, you're a marketing major. Hey, you're communications every day at work listen to a book in that field and i would buy i'll buy anything that they want i mean not everyone's as much like me for like a nerd i'm like i'll i have so many so many so like the last seven years i've basically listened to books like while i'm like helping out on properties or working different stuff that's amazing that's um, so it's such a smart way to use your time Oh, I mean, of course you can turn on the tunes whenever, but I mean, I I really picked up the learning aspect thing. And once you find authors or different things you want to learn more about, it's just such a, I mean, good time because you don't have to spend that time anywhere else. Audible. That's the app. Audible. Got it. All right. We'll yeah. go with that one. I don't yeah. think we talked about this earlier, but do you only hire college athletes for Pure Clean? Uh, yeah, that's the model I use because I was a college athlete. That's and cool. I, um, when I went initially into the cleaning business, the, one of the big problems was it just like people also just weren't clean cut and it doesn't mean you have to wear Lululemon to a house like, or, you know, something like that you, but it's like, for goodness sakes, like be clean shaven and look lookers like do your best like look respectable and there's you can do that at kmart or walmart whatever you can do that anywhere i was just like okay we can come in here and not look like you know we're from lord of the rings and we can you know do some service out there and it was just it, a lot of those things were common sense to me and um the college athletes thing i just worked with a ton of coaches I knew so we had basically a hiring funnel in place because they needed extra work and they can't work during school and they were so like oh, all right I can only work you know one thing or I can't work because I'm out of town and it's fine because we could take people from other teams and yeah like I said this is very simple stuff you're emptying garbages cleaning but it has to be done by people that you can trust number one and also people that you know it's other people's businesses that you're in and they want to know things are going to get taken care of and consistency is the number one thing. Consistency is so key. So that's awesome. That was uh, but yeah, the college athlete, I just, that's what I knew. So that's what I kind of hopped into. I know other people do different stuff and that works for them too. So. That's amazing though. Um, so I like talking about connections on this podcast. You and I were connected but we have a mutual friend, Crystal. I met Crystal yeah. once I moved to Seattle, but you and Crystal went to high school together. So she connected the two of us, but I don't think you realize this. I don't know if you noticed when she emailed the two of us, she said that you were the reason you said something to her a few years ago in a bar that triggered in her mind to start her own company, which she did just launch now. And I don't know that you realize you had that effect on her. I, I didn't actually realize I had that effect on her. And, um, I yeah so it's I was like super crazy. surprised yeah. in that and I it's 
I know which day she's talking about too because <laughs> I was so I was so pumped up because I had just met my favorite author and I think I like gave her that book because I had written I mean when I have because I was what listening to all it? these audio books yeah like I've been so of course I'm listening to hundreds of books it wasn't someone I listened to it was on a YouTube video I had heard and this old guy never ever recommends books because he says he hates them because it means people won't take action and you know i don't you know agree with all that right. but either way he uh he was just like but if you have to buy one buy the quantum leap advantage by dr price pritchett and i was just like all right that sounds a little dumb but whatever so i just went on amazon bought it did some research and then got this like i'm not gonna lie it was like a 20 page pamphlet it looked like and i was like this is what i bought and then i like read it and i would instantly i like basically real recognizes real after you've read so many books because like i was like not only did this author somehow write a book that was super super of like direct and effective his delivery was really smart like the message was smart but also the delivery was super smart and it wasn't drug out. So then I wrote him a letter thanking him for that. Like, I was like, I don't, I've never read a book where like someone can just like cut right to it and let us know. And it doesn't take 500 pages. Yeah. And he's, he got back to me and I was, and was like, kind of, I was surprised that he number one wrote back to me and then uh, sent him an email. And I actually lied to him and said, I was going to be in Dallas for like a meeting. And I've never even been to Dallas. And he was like, perfect stop by my office so i was like all right looks like i'm going to dallas oh my god you did not that's badass that's amazing yeah it was hilarious and then i'm flying down there whatever and i yeah so i become a total fanboy because it's like some people want to meet beyonce but by like make a wish miracle foundation was for sure like meeting him and like that that's what i was i had just gotten back from that and then met crystal so like, I was, com- <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. And then I meet with him every year now. So like, it's. Does totally he know bad. that you lied about flying there? No, no. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let him know. Maybe next time. Okay, yeah, I'll, that's I'll, awesome. I'll let him know. He's 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 cool. He's uh he's such a I I've never I didn't realize how much it means to someone when they're in front of you. No one has paid that much attention and given their honest opinion and honest feedback is like when I was in front of him, and that was the most respectful thing. I think I could have ever received as a gift from someone that you look up to because you really like spilling out where you're at and seeing what they would do if they were you. I mean, I don't know what other thing you'd want to happen. No, that's awesome. I love that you like did that. No, I love the fact that Crystal got this, her thing going and stuff after that night, but I'm sure I was in my own world too because I was just like in my own zone when I was like, yeah, this guy, like I just flew down there and talked to him and yeah. But I was like, I'm all about, I'm all about, I'm never like, I never though tell anyone, like, I'm not one of those friends that has a company like, yeah, you should start one, you should start one, you should start one. But I think people should definitely massage those areas. And like, you don't have to jump ship. That's the dumbest thing you could do. I would say, you know, test, 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 and like continue to test and like see where it goes and then if it doesn't work out try the next thing that you're thinking of and like or just tweak one aspect of the thing so well crystal will be on an episode next month because i'm gonna do moms who hustle so for the month of may she'll be on so this is great foreshadowing so thank you for that (laughs) yeah absolutely no i 
yeah and crystal has been like such a good friend since like i think elementary school even maybe like i've just known her for so long and she is such a genuine person so you're gonna have a great time with her on the podcast and i'm super excited to see her thing get off the ground and uh see what she's doing out in seattle and I don't know. I love it. It's there's nothing more exciting than watching your friends do well. Yep, I know. And uh, you just want to root them on, and just like anything you can always do to help your buddies out or friends or community, and raise them up. I mean, do it. Well, thank you for spending your time. Clearly, you are very packed and have a lot of things going on. So I appreciate you taking this time to hang out with me this morning. Thank you so so much, Craig. I appreciate it. So. People need to go follow you, though. It's Savasana Epsom is where we're going to send everyone. And we'll be on the lookout for when Harmony officially has a website. Let me know, and I'll make sure everyone else knows as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You as well. Thank you for listening to Side Hustlers. Always appreciate when you can support the people who have been on this podcast. Follow Craig's companies. Um, Check them out at Savasana Epsom. And also when you can support this podcast, that's awesome by liking, subscribing, reviewing, doing all of those things wherever you listen to this podcast. I will see you next week. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at the Carla Marie. Until then, keep hustling. The weekly podcast that started it all. They just wanted to have fun as they dreamt of one day having their own morning show. And now they do. But the tradition continues every Friday. My Day Friday with Carla Marie and Anthony. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Kick off your weekend with Carla Marie and Anthony. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bedeta. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind-the-scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.